All right, what is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Cub Cooker. My real name is Jacob, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. I'm going to be going live with Joshua from Sons of God Ministries here in just a minute. So I wanted to uh, jump on and say hello. It's been a crazy, crazy day, uh, but we got a good episode planned for you guys today. Um, always, always a blessing to go live with Joshua. So I cannot wait to hear what he has in store. I'm going to let him know I'm live now. Um, and he should be coming on in a minute. We both had crazy afternoons and, uh, played phone tag and all the good stuffs. So, uh, winter solstice energy today. I'm sorry. My allergies are absolutely driving me up the wall. So I'm going to be scratching my nose and trying not to sneeze. Um, I've tried allergy, um, stuff. I've tried, um, you know, I've got a cough drop in now. Seriously driving me nuts, but. Um, so I did a really cool live stream on the winter solstice earlier. Um, if you got to catch it, um, it was really, really, I think one of the better episodes I've done really cool artwork. Um, just like a really, a really deep unfolding of what this winter solstice means. And I think, uh, local honey, absolutely. KL Miller. Thank you very much. Um, I've got a bunch and so I'm trying to trying to utilize it for what I can, but, um, the winter solstice for me is, uh, it's actually a brand new understanding. I've never really celebrated it. I've never understood it. Um, never appreciated it. Um, I've always seen people in my life post about it online or go out into nature and, you know, say, Oh, you know, it's the winter solstice. And, um, I got to tell you, it's been pretty, pretty wild and just taking time to harness that energy. So we're going to be talking uh, more about that as well as the Magi with Sons of God Ministries. I'm going to add him right now. So he should be jumping on as we go. Oh, what's, what's up, brother? Joshua, how you doing, my friend? <laughs> Finally, tag, you're it. We'll just play phone tag until we go live. So that works good. <laughs> Hey, oh, this, man. this works, man. Yeah. It's been it's a been crazy a, day. Yes, it has, man. It has. Um, <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, we've been collaborating all month, and uh, we normally get on and talk for about, you know, 30 minutes beforehand. We didn't get to do that today. So no, we didn't. In, we're about to say a prayer and invite the Holy Spirit to just come and pour out on us. So, Josh, before we get going, you want to say a prayer for us? Sure thing, brother. Absolutely. God, the Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come to you right now asking you to forgive us for action, deed, thought, or word, Lord. Father, we know that we're already forgiven, Lord God, but clear our conscience right now in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Father. Lord God, you are a perfect God. God, you are a mighty God, the living divine deity. You are the almighty Lord Jesus. And the only thing we can do is thank you for how much you have done for us dying on that cross for us Lord God and Father that you would bring us into a relationship with you and we will praise you and we will glorify you and we will thank you in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ we pray amen amen thank you brother thank you amen. absolutely my friend absolutely so um, it's winter solstice happy winter solstice um, 
you know, talking and, about that all day. Definitely an interesting day of the year, going into the darkest, longest nights. Um, I think very, very much symbolic when we think about uh, Christ within the tomb and then coming into the spring as we move towards Easter. Um, well, so well, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So first off, let me say hi to Missy. What's going on, Missy? How you doing? Hope all is well. Um, Missy Bemis. Yeah, Missy, how are you? <laughs> so energy has been wild, absolutely. You know, Cub and I, we haven't even planned on what we're going to talk about. We haven't planned this at all. This is just going to be Holy Spirit-led. And, Cub, you brought something up about the winter solstice. So, What's really interesting about the winter solstice, if you look at an astrological wheel, and yes, the book of Job talks about the Maseroth. It talks about astrology in there, okay? Mm -hmm. If you look at the Maseroth, or you look at what Jesus said in John chapter 10, he was talking about going to the Feast of Winter. By, by the way, you guys, if you notice the way this house looks right now, this is my dad's kitchen. It's getting a rendition right now, so it's all awesome. kinds of up right now all right so so i, I just want to let you know I, I don't live in an abandoned home right y'all <laughs> right. be sure and donate so josh doesn't have to squat anymore you know <laughs> yeah yeah guys I'm, I'm just too prideful to admit i live in, i'm homeless <laughs> he's just oh. finding houses that say for sale by owner and just trying to <laughs> yeah absolutely man i got a couple of friends that are in real estate and they've uh They've showed me a couple areas around and stuff, so they get me areas to crash. There you every go, yeah. Week exactly. Or so, <laughs> kind of like a real life Home Alone, you know, with the renovated apartment in New York. There, so. <laughs> yeah, man. It's um, it's crazy, man. Just, just crazy. Just, I can't believe it because, you know, we haven't planned on this at all. But I'm telling you what, the Lord has a message tonight. I'm telling you right now. Cub and I have not talked. This is the first time we have not talked 30 minutes beforehand. This is the first time. And I'm time not nervous we... at all either. I mean, I, I, I feel comfortable at this point just knowing that we're going to have something good pour out of this. And um, I just really appreciate that I can do that with you, by the way. I cannot do this with all other creators I, I've worked with. So this is really, really rare you guys to just be able to spin like this so yeah yeah, yeah. praise the lord brother Amen. you know i can't really think of anyone off the top of my head i can do this with either brother absolutely so so i know god's in this the lord's in this so mm -hmm. um guys we're about eight minutes in so let's let, let's go ahead and talk about some stuff all right so there's some things um i can't elaborate on at this point there's some things about the Melchizedek order I've learned and the Holy Spirit has brought to my attention just while I'm taking a shower or mm -hmm. just doing something, not even reading a book, just piecing things together. Because like I said, all throughout the scriptures, if you look in the scriptures, there's two different orders. You have the Levitical priesthood, which is Leviathan's priesthood, mm -hmm. Levitical Leviathan, which is the priesthood of the serpent, the water serpent. Which, why do you think in Revelation it talks of beasts that comes out of the sea? Mm. Interesting. Gotcha, gotcha. 
That's all. That also has to do with Enki because Enki uh, in the Sumerian tablets, he was the Lord of the Waters. Mm-hmm. This is why, if you guys have ever seen um, a uh, a video I did on Enki uh, being in the Bible, he's right there and he's talking to Moses. Okay. Wow. That's the first thing. Second thing is that we have the Melchizedek order. Melchizedek order. That is the priest order of Christ. That is not a carnal commandment. That is a spiritual order. And the thing is, it's all throughout scripture. It's, you know, honestly, the thing is, is that in scripture, the first time we hear about Melchizedek is in Genesis 14, verse 18. Yeah, Genesis 14, verse 18, I believe this. And um, he's meeting Abram. It's not Abraham he's meeting. He's meeting Abram. Reason why? Abraham was a circumcised Hebrew. Mm. Abram was not circumcised. It was a representation of all Gentiles coming into the house of the living God. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wow. Wow. That's deep. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) See you guys. And this is what, for my audience watching, this is what I want you to pick up from Josh. Whenever you go watch him, if you join in his community, whatever, that's awesome. But listen to what he says, listen to how he ties names together Mm-hmm. He ties the storylines and the mythologies together to give a deeper understanding of this whole picture. You know, we like to try to separate it and cut it out and say, this goes with this pie and this goes with this when really it's all connected. Yep. And Josh has a really good understanding of that. So just pay attention when he says stuff like that. Thank you, brother. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, I got a question you, for you, you here. You, Bulldozer wants yeah, to know, uh, yeah. is that the same as Poseidon? Does Poseidon tie in with that water serpent of the sea? Mm, that's a good one. Because about a month ago, I did a video, about an hour and a half video on the tribe of Dan. The tribe of Dan, think about the word Poso- uh, Poseidon, Posodan, Poseidon. Oh, Wow, man. It's right there. It's right there in the language. Yep. You see, um, that's why it talks about the hundred in the 144,000. There's only um, 12 of the 13 tribes there. The tribe of Dan is not there. So, but get this. Um, David Vos, my friend, he brought me, he said a really good revelation yesterday. You remember how in the Gospels, Jesus says, I didn't come but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel? Mm-hmm. Okay. I want you to think about something. The lost sheep of the house of Israel, it was the Judeans. Think about lost, not in the way we think, but mm-hmm. that they were lost, that they were lost from the truth in Christ. That's mm-hmm. why he went to the Judeans first. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. You see? That's why... Paul says salvation has come to the Jew first and then to the Greek because Jesus makes it clear he that is righteous or he that is without sin, he does not need a doctor or a physician, Mm -hmm. but they that are sick need a physician first. That's why Jesus went to the Jews first because they were the most sick. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, so whether you take that, uh, and and I've got a question here. Mr. Faroe asks, uh, said, I hope I'm welcome here. I'm from South Africa. Man, of course you are welcome. And I just Amen. want you to know, Josh and I, we are different than a lot of the other religious channels out there. 
I'm more of a spirituality channel. Josh is, uh, he dives into a lot of the histories, a lot of the ties together and really just dig in for that truth. And I'm telling you, we will both love you. You're welcome here. Um, I am a big fan of welcoming all races, religions, walks of life, orientations. So you're welcome here. If you've had bad experiences on other channels, then I apologize for humanity for that. Because unfortunately, there's a lot of fundamentalism things going around. I've had them hitting up my channel all week really hard. So just stay in love, guys. Stay in love. Stay in love. And we're going to talk about that some today. Um, Talking about what you're talking about here. um, I, I came into the knowledge of a book today that I'm going to read. It's a book that was written 1,700 years ago, and I heard it on a special that CNN did about the Magi, and it is called The Revelation of the Magi. It was parchment that was nearly destroyed that a scholar took the time to reconstruct, and so you're thinking 1,700 years ago, this was about what the whole story of the Magi was and who the Christ was. And I love what you just said about him going to the lost sheep because that's all of us, right? Like we're all lost at some point. And the whole point of this is the revelation of the Christ. And the point of this book was that Christ was not for one specific culture and it is not a religious figure. He was a universal figure that is the truth, that is love, that holds all things together, no matter what tradition you follow the Christ is a universal idea and embodiment of love. And uh, it was really interesting, the fact that this was written that long ago in, in a language that we can really understand today and uh, was able to be translated that beautifully. So I'm definitely going to order a copy, and it looks right up our alley as far as what we do Re- here. So. Revelation of the Magi. Of the I, Magi, I will, yeah. yeah. I, I will make sure to check that out. Um, I've been... Uh, you know, I'm I'm about fifty two thousand words into the book right now. Wow! So Good for you, man. So wow. So I, I'm gonna try to knock out about two two to three thousand words a day now. Um, You've got the- those writer's eyes, I can tell. You've been burning some holes through some pages, haven't you? I, I certainly have, man. I, <laughs> I I wrote about the Sumerian tablets today, actually, awesome. about tying to the Garden of Eden. Nice. And um. It's, uh, it's, it's absolutely amazing, man, because, you know, let's just put it this way. We are a spiritual channel where we both love Jesus. Okay. Because we both love Jesus does not mean we have to accept the old Testament the way it was formed, because even the book of Jeremiah in chapter eight, verse eight says that there is a lying pen of scribes. There were scholars that manipulated things. And we even went over this last week about the Septuagint, Mm -hmm. about the deceptions all in there. How even today, the Masoretic text that scholars and pastors and preachers use Mm -hmm. is the same people that redacted the Old Testament that hung Jesus on a cross. The same exact people. That blows my freaking mind because it we're not talking about the sons or the grandsons. <laughs> we're talking about the actual people that stood there at Golgotha and mm-hmm. saw Jesus die on a cross. Mm-hmm. All right. Absolutely. Crazy. Yep. So we know that the first Yahweh's text, because you had the Yahweh's and the Yellowist text, mm-hmm. the first text of scripture, excuse me, 
that was um, that we have that is the oldest. It comes from about 600 BC. Okay. It comes 600 years before Christ, around the times of Daniel, different prophets. The Sumerian tablets, on the other hand, they come 2,800 years before Christ. Wow, that's awesome. Now, cuneiform, what's really... Right? Those, are, those are the cuneiform clay tablets. That, yeah. Yep, so if you guys exactly. have never looked those up, they're going to be clay tablets. Like uh, They're kind of round, aren't they? Like almost they're kind of pinned out like that. Um, and they're baked clay. And so they would have like stamped them with little stamps and, and it's called cuneiform. And so it's a language we didn't really know how to read until I don't know what the last hundred years or something when we kind of deciphered them. So yeah, really interesting stuff, but yeah, go ahead. No, it, it really is because, you know, um, the rabbis, the ones who put the Bible together, they took their inspiration from something. Mm-hmm. It had to be these texts. It had to be these Sumerian tablets. Mm-hmm. The reason why I say that, it has different scriptures in there about how Adapu, which would have been Adam, walking with Yahweh or Inki Ia mm-hmm. in the cool of the day. Mm-hmm. It talks about how there was a tree of knowledge and good and evil. Yep. But get this. This is what blows my freaking mind. When it talks about in the Bible it being paradise, that Greek word is paradisos. Mm-hmm. It wasn't talking about a place where you have like an eternal vacation. Like if you're going to Hawaii or the Bahamas, right, right? That word paradise, that idea of thinking sprung up in the Hellenistic terms and thinking within the Greek time, that word paradisos, it actually means an enclosure or a park to subdue wild animals, a terrarium. A terrarium. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So let's think about this. In the Sumerian tablets, it talks about how the Anunnaki came here because they wanted to get the gold from this planet to sustain their planet Nibiru. Mm -hmm. What's interesting about that? Genesis 2-4, when Yahweh pops up about 10 verses later, what does it say that's in the Garden of Eden, in the land of Havia? Gold. Yep, absolutely. Okay. It, it, excuse he liked my gold friend. for oh. sacrifices, too, by the way. He liked gold and silver for sacrifices. He, yep. Yeah, yeah. You, you want to touch on that? Yeah, I, I just want you guys to think for a minute. And by the way, this is, you know, you guys jump in my chat all week. And I got people saying, Yahweh is written on your heart. Yahweh's in the soul, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's on the flesh because he made all. He made this matrix that we're in. And, and I want you guys to just yep. be really aware and think about it. And we're not coming against anybody here. I'm not coming against your tradition or where you're going to go to synagogue or church or anything like that. But just think about the mythology and the stories and where all this really comes from. And what it looks like when you have a God in the Old Testament who requires blood, animals, even some hintings of human sacrifice, gold. Why do you have to pay your God off? My God doesn't need to be paid off. And by the way, my Savior doesn't need to buy me back from an alcoholic father. That's, I mean, you know, (laughs) it just, you know, we got daddy issues spiritually, guys. And that's, 
Yeah. That's a big yeah. thing that, that Josh and I are doing here. And I, I try not to hit on it too hard during the week because I've, I've got other work that I'm doing, but it, it comes in my message every day, guys, because it's almost impossible to really get what I talk about on a daily basis and get this ascension process and let Christ awaken within you if you're trying to serve a God of the flesh, a physical alien God or mythological being, whatever you want to think of him as. And that's what we're, we're saying yeah. here and what Josh is getting into. The idea is the Anunnaki are gods, little g gods from another planet who seeded our planet, who manipulated our genetics so that we would be lowered in consciousness, trapped within a 3D matrix, and the whole process of finding Christ within and setting him on the heart chakra, the seat of Christ, to go back to the Father, the truth, and the spirit that's the ascension process. And so whether you yep. believe this literally or you just take it spiritually, I can't tell you what to do. But I think either way, you're going to come away with a whole different understanding of your existence with this. So, yeah, go ahead. Josh. Amen. No, no. A amen. It, it blows my 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 ever loving mind because we're not <laughs> changing New Testament scriptures. We're not changing the red letters of Christ. Those can never change. All right. Jesus said his words will never pass away. So guess what? I ain't going to touch those because those words, you have to line up with everything else. Yep. He was God in the flesh before anyone else. He yep. was the one that was perfect. He walked in perfection. No one else. So if I take anyone's words, we take anyone's words, it's going to be his words. Absolutely. And when you tell me that Jesus was sitting with his disciples at the Last Supper, giving them a discourse, one of the things that came out of, his, out of his mouth was from John 15, 15. Go look this up. John 15, 15. What does Jesus say? Cub, if you want to look that up, I'm go ahead up and right read now. it to the audience. Absolutely, man. John 15, 1, 5. You guys want to know how, I don't know how Josh does it, but how I have Bible knowledge is I look it up. I Google it, so. That's how I roll. Um, Josh has I, like, you have like an eidetic memory for this stuff, man. It's it's like well, Sheldon Cooper level remembering of like, he can, he's like a human Bible guy. He's like, I love I, the way his I, mind works. I used to memorize Bible verses, Did man. Okay. Like, okay. I like, I have 500 stored up here right yeah, now. Yeah, you, you definitely, you have more than that. I've, I've heard them like in one conversation, you're like, oh, this one and this one and the, and you know the the verse and the order and the name. And I'm like, wow, man, I don't, I don't know how you do it. Okay, John yeah. 15, 15. No longer do I call you servants for the servant doesn't know what his Lord does. Let's read it again for those in the back of the class. No longer do I call you servants for the servant doesn't know what his Lord does. But I have called you friends. For everything that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. Wow, man. Wow. Yep. Yeah, and who, who wanted servants? Okay. Who wanted servants in the Old Testament? Who bound people under servitude to him in order to lead them to a promised land and to things that he would just draw out forever, including generations? Um, it, again, it's like bargaining with you know, a, a stepfather that really doesn't have your best interest in mind. And it's like, you can see at exactly. certain points, like, and I think it's easy to get confused because you're like, well, he did something nice there. And it's like, well, was that nice or did it serve his ability to continue to be in charge? 
That's kind of the biggest question. Boom. Yep. There, there you go. He's good and evil. Yahweh is good and evil. If he's just evil, he's just, everyone's going to figure it out. Figure it out real quick. But exactly, yeah. They're going to figure it out real quick. But here's here's the thing about this. Two million deaths are attributed to Yahweh mm. in the Old Testament. You know how many deaths are attributed to Satan? This God that we say, oh, he's so evil. Worry about Ten. Satan. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Ten deaths. Yep. But Yahweh has two million? Yep. What is going on here? Yahweh so, even says, I am the God of flesh. He literally says that in the Old Testament. I've got that in one of my earmarked verses and my proofs of who he God. is. He says, I'm the God of flesh and I bring forth blessings from dark places. I don't want those blessings, guys. Christ says, my father, he is in truth and he is in spirit. And he says, in him, there is no darkness at all. There's yeah. no dualism. Yeah. He's coming against that. You guys birth the God of Yahweh, by the way. I've done it. I made him very real in my life, very much like a father that I had to negotiate with and fear in this weird way and feel guilty about things. I found myself deeper in sin, hating myself. And when I finally realized this is not my father, I, I the, the pure joy, guys, it's I, I can't explain it. It's not the Jesus joy that you get at pure Jesus joy. camp. It's not the joy you get from being saved. It's the joy you get from knowing that you are infinitely and eternally loved, that you've been here Amen. before. You're going to continue cycling. Energy and love, I posted on my, this is the most controversial thing I've ever posted. I said that if it is birthed out of fear, it is not truth. The only real frequency there is you love. Go. And I quoted that. In fact, one of my, my members quoted that, and I shared it to my page, and it started an absolute show online. You wouldn't believe the people that like, how is that a disagreeable comment? But but Yahweh, everything is fear, 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 fear. So You see, it's funny you say that, and this is how I know we're on the same wavelength. We haven't talked in a couple of days. I know. I'm reading through the gospel of Mark right now. I'm seeing things in there I've never seen before. And just like darkness is the absence of light, fear is the absence of faith. Mm -hmm. Perfect love casteth out all fear. 2 Timothy 1.7. Awesome. So it's one thing to reverence God. It's another thing to sit there and get there on your knees because you feel like he's going to send you to an eternal place of conscious torment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's different. doesn't make Absolutely. any sense. Absolutely. And that's what this God of the Old Testament did, Yahweh, especially with Adam and Eve in the garden. Mm -hmm. He placed them in that garden because if you go back, they were slaves. They were servants in that garden. Why do you? Why is there even mention of gold within that garden? Why, why is there things that have been ripped off of the Sumerian tablets that has been placed in the book of Genesis? And why is it that Jesus said, I do not call you servants. I do not call you slaves. I have made known to you all that my father has made known unto me. Mm -hmm. And I call you friends. That's the complete opposite. Matter of fact, Jacob, you just said Yahweh says he's the God of the flesh. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem with this. And I just got another revelation for the Melchizedek order, just while you talked about it. <laughs> okay. In the Levitical priesthood, women are not allowed to be there. It's only men. They have to be 30 years old, 
dipped in water, brought out, anointed with oil, and then they're called father by the rabbis, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the Melchizedek order, on the other hand, women are allowed. There's women all throughout the Old Testament that are in the Melchizedek order. Mm-hmm. You have Deborah. She was actually the mother that was there in the northern tribes at Bethel when she was a part of it. You have Samson's mother, Hannah. Okay? Mm-hmm. But get this, Abraham, Jacob, Isaac, and Jacob, they were all a part of it as well. You just said something about Yahweh being the God of the flesh. What does Jesus say in John chapter 4 to the Samaritan woman at Jacob's well? Uh That you will thirst if you drink from this well. Yeah, but I'll give you. You, 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 Exactly. Mm -hmm. God is a spirit. And they that worship him, worship him in spirit and truth. So I got to so, read a verse right now from a Gnostic gospel that's going to just tie this together for everybody. Can I read it? It's like one line. Okay. Absolutely, brother. Go for it. Verse 15 of the Gospel of Thomas. You guys know Gospel of Thomas changed my life, opened my eyes to everything we're talking about here. Even though most of it is confusing, it just totally consciousness level up. Verse 15, Yeshua said, when you see someone who was not born from a womb, then prostrate yourselves and give worship, for this is your father. And they knew that Yahweh stood there with Moses. Mm-hmm. They knew they were expecting a physical savior too. And I get Jesus was he was here in the flesh, but he's talking about a whole different higher truth. And he's talking he over and over reminding father and spirit, father and spirit, spirit and truth, like, and they're just not getting it. They're still looking for the cloud kingdom to come, the heavenly, the yep. ET kingdom to come rather than the revelation of Christ to come. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's good, man, because, um, you know, when, when we look at it, we we sit here and we try to say, oh, I'm not I'm not worthy. I'm, I'm not worthy, Lord. No, the time that you weren't worthy is before Jesus did it. Now you are worthy because he is the way maker. He is our brother. He is that we are the first fruits. What we need to do is we need to walk in his path because he made it possible. Amen. So now that we have that revelation, that truth. We can be greater than Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We can be greater than Jesus. Mm -hmm. Well, wait a minute. Are are those my words? No, not at all. Jesus said, you will do greater works than these. He said in John 17, in his high priestly prayer to his father, that father, I pray that the glory that I have received with you, my church will receive with me. Mm -hmm. Give them all the glory, father. What? What? Yahweh says that I I am the only one who has glory. Mm -hmm. I'm the only savior. No, not according (laughs) to the book of Obadiah. There's multiple saviors. Guess what? What we're doing right now by speaking of this, this is, this can be more important than laying your hands on someone and telling the devil to come out Mm -hmm. because this is true doctrine. This isn't doctrines of demons. Mm -hmm. And when people start to learn this, the fear leaves. And when the fear leaves, they have a soundness of mind. And when they have a soundness of mind, they can now love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
because they can love themselves. Because the Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That is talking about yourself. God lives in you, right? The divine deity. So you have to love yourself before you can love the other people around you. And guys, if you watched my live stream this morning, I called it Winter Solstice Magic, accessing your internal magic this winter. And I read this verse, and what Josh just said is exactly what we were vibing on this morning. Because I said, when you find someone not born of the womb, by the way, when you find someone within you not born of the womb, worship them, okay? What is worship? It's standing in awe. It's reverence. It's understanding the divinity. And you have that in you. And if your doctrine, if your dogma is not leading you to a deeper love and understanding of who you are, who Christ is within you, and what the kingdom of God actually is within you, then you need to get better doctrine. I'm just telling you right now because it's hard to go love other people and serve other people when you're still hating on yourself. It starts at home. Clean your own house first. You are the temple, the light on the hill. Jesus said it over and over and over. And all we do is we take it and we mold it with human hands into a clay jar. We think we can understand. We put it on a shelf until it breaks and then we don't understand why it broke and we realize we are the vessel. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, okay. So someone saying, didn't Satan get kicked out of heaven for thinking he could be more powerful than God? No, he got kicked out cause he was prideful. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between power and pride. Mm-hmm. Okay. When your power comes from the Christ above because Christ, Jesus Christ is plugged into God. That's different. That's why in the second book of Thessalonians, when the antichrist comes, he's going to call himself God. Why? Mm-hmm. Because he's going to say he can do it without Christ. There's a difference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We still humble ourselves before the mighty hand of Jesus Christ, who came in flesh for us, mm-hmm. who came to show us that it's possible. He's our exactly. elder brother. Yes. This is yes. different. Yep. So. And, and guys, and I, I think I said this last week, but I'm going to say it again. we got a lot of new people on, on my channel specifically here. Christ is... If you, if you understand and you study Eastern mysticism, specifically the yogis, okay, there is a yoga called the Bhakti Yoga of Love. And the gurus within that have their devotees, normally about 12 of them, by the way. They teach them, and those devotees sit at their feet, at the feet of the master. They learn from the master, and when the master transforms into a rainbow body of light and ascends... The spirit of that master dwells within them and they become the master. They are not servants of that master. They are part of the body of that master. This is not, this is tens of thousands of years old. Like this is ancient, ancient tradition. And it goes so far back. And and, and what Jesus was doing was teaching this bhakti yoga of love and devotion at his feet, understanding that we get to embody him and actually go out and manifest that very kingdom of God within the world. And we're not doing that. I'm just going to be the first one to say it. We're not doing it in our churches, our synagogues. We're not doing it in our youth groups. We're not doing it in our home Bible studies. We're not doing it in our spirituality groups, too, because we're too worried about manifesting a stupid new car because i got to have the red convertible in the driveway rather than realizing that there are people literally suffering and dying around you that desperately want to be loved and have been told not to love themselves. Yeah. And I just got this. Yeah. Love the guy on the throne. Yep. Yeah. 
yep. of the guy up in the heavens. Yeah. When Absolutely. you don't realize that God's living in you right there. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And I want to tell you what an affront to Yahweh was it when the Magi showed up with gold. Things that Yahweh wanted, needed, and they're giving it to the Christ child. They're giving it to the Son of Man, humanity, returning the divine gifts to the Christ child who's in you and me. Yeah, yeah, amen, there's a, brother. There's a deep level of that, too, there. Amen. No, that's that, that's good, man, because, um, you know, uh, the thing is, when you look at those Magi, they were Zoroastrian magicians. They came from the East. We know this. We know that. Now, something that's kind of interesting, I'm, I'm digging into it a little bit more. Zoroastrianism, mm -hmm. they say, was created by Ibrahim. The guy's name was Ibrahim. Well, okay. so it it's a religion that unites the people. Mm -hmm. If you notice, Yahweh's religion, he takes a set-off people for himself mm -hmm. to do what he wants to do. You have to come under slavery. You have to go into war mm -hmm. if you're a male because you got to fight the Canaanites. And according to Michael Heiser and different ones, they say that, oh, yeah, but uh, those were Nephilim in, in the land, so they had to be killed off. Well, here's the problem with this. He's accepting the virgins, okay? Mm -hmm. if So what this all was about, really, this was all about getting rid of the rid of the Melchizedek order. Mm. When when it talks about how Yahweh told um, the Israelites to go into the Canaanite lands and wipe them out, where does Melchizedek originally come from? Even Josephus talks about this. He was a Canaanite chief. Melchizedek oh. was a Canaanite chief. This is why Yahweh wanted the Israelites to wipe out the Canaanite lands because they had the higher priesthood. Okay. Okay. So, and the Canaanite pantheon ties into the Bible heavily, heavily into the whole mythological yes. timeline. Like, so if you guys want to sure understand does. a lot more about like who Baal and Asherah and El and Yahweh and all of that is just go look up the Canaanite pantheon and you'll see that El and Asherah, have 70, we talked about this last week, 70 different little G-gods under them. And then you, you hear yep. about all the nations, and you hear about Tower, we did Tower of Babel last week. So if you didn't watch that, guys, because i got some questions here, go back and watch the Tower of Babel episode from last yeah. week, because it'll, it'll tie all of this together. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's yeah. it's going to blow your mind. I found some more stuff out about Babel. I can't share that right now, though. I know. But <laughs> I found some stuff out. Okay. There's that, there's even reasons why Jesus was called a demon by the Pharisees and Sadducees. Really? Um, there's there's actual reasons that tie him back to Babel. Oh wow! So, wow. Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's some some crazy stuff, but it goes back to the Melchizedek order as well. Mm -hmm. But um, and I'm sorry for saying that, you guys. I just can't touch on it right now. Um, there's there's some things that we can't touch on on a live platform. Mm -hmm. This is why one of the things I plan on doing, I'm going to have Cub help me do it. I'm going to make a membership program. like attend to, The reason why I'm going to do this, it ain't going to be about the money. It's going to be about who's serious and who's not mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Absolutely. Anyone can afford $10, all right? And if yep. you want real knowledge, you'll be able to, to afford $10 a month, all right? Yep. Let's put it Absolutely. that way. 
So, but basically, the thing is, is that this Melchizedek, he was a Canaanite chief. Okay, this is why Yahweh wanted him to uh, wanted the Israelites to wipe them all out. The, the Levite, the Leviathan, or the Levitical priesthood. Okay, mm-hmm. they were going to go in there and wipe the Melchizedek people out. This priesthood. But what ended up happening? Joshua ended up mingling the Canaanites with the Israelites. They didn't kill them all. So this was actually very good. The reason why is because the Canaanites had all the Elois texts. They had all the text about how El was the most high. Mm-hmm. But the Leviathan or the Levitical priesthood had all the texts about the Yahweh or Yahweh. Mm-hmm. What ended up happening is when the Israelites mingled with the Canaanites, they mingled these texts. This is why in the Bibles we have today, you see Yahweh and El. Mm-hmm. It wasn't always like this. Yep. And what we have to do is th- this is why Yahweh wanted him to wipe out all the Canaanites, because if he would have wiped out all the Canaanites, we wouldn't have any of the Elohist texts as well. We wouldn't even have any traces of the Melchizedek order. Absolutely. But that's if the you, best thing that ever if happened. If you guys read through this, this is a Christian standard Bible. All you're going to see in here is God and Lord God, or mm-hmm. God Almighty. And the reason that all of us are confused. I'm there too. Because it's hard when you believe that this is where you go for the truth. And then all of a sudden you find out there's a different way to read it. And there's the origin of it. And there's, I don't know, maybe human fingerprints on it. And so can you share about that, Josh? Like where, I think we got a lot of people curious on, I've had people say, what website do I go? Where do I go for this? What's the best book to read? I use Bible Hub to decipher a lot of this and look at the Greek on it. What do you do, Josh? Like, what do you have a translation you like to read for people, especially for the noobs? We've got a bunch of noobs tonight. So, okay. All right. So, um, basically, what, what I would say is this is that when I first started reading the Bible about seven to eight years ago, I would use the King James Version. Mm-hmm. Um, Ever since then, and ever since my knowledge has changed on a lot of things, the best option, I would say, is use the Septuagint for the Old Testament Mm -hmm. and use the Greek interlinear version for the New. Okay. So you're going Greek Greek all the way, really, is where you're you're going, right? Yeah. 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 Greek. Just just get the translation of those words because they're a lot different. Good. Good. Like. Like I said, um, the word paradise didn't even mean what we think it does. It meant an enclosed parking structure or park with wild animals in it. The perfect okay. prison. Perfect prison. A perfect prison. Why, why do you think Jesus said that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me? He has come. I have come to preach the gospel to the poor and heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of the sight to the blind. Mm-hmm. Preach deliverance to the captives. It was those who were held captive under Yahweh's law. It, yep. it wasn't just in death because of the reincarnation cycle. Mm-hmm. It was also because they were serving a bloodthirsty God that was the head or the ministration of death. I touched on this in a video I did yesterday. Yeah. 
okay. about the ministration of death being the stone tablet commandments. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. Yep. So, because yep. think about what that law did, guys. You know, it brought sin and death. Like, yep. And even as I've read, you know, about a month ago in the the Gospel of Mary Magdalene. Jesus says that, you know, sin is that thing which you agree to because you do it. Like yeah. You're, you're bringing it into existence because you do it. And, uh-huh. and we know from metaphysical understandings, higher forms of spirituality, like we are creating, we're, co- we're literal co-creators in our reality. And once we wake up and realize God really is within us and we're creating heaven or hell every day with the people that we love, bless, snub, whatever we do, that it's a whole different level of calling. And when you're just trying to live here on like, how do I read this and have a little bit better life? This is deep spiritual practice. I mean, what I teach is the deep within shadow work leading to the light work. I, I don't like shadow work, I'll tell you that guys. There's people that are way better at it than me, but you have to go through within get through the darkness to find that light and pour light into the darkness so the darkness will run from it and you will become light and this is what christ taught that's what josh is working with like we all have our different little gifts here and real quick i want to read this from gospel of thomas because and based on a lot of the comments i have tonight like you know what's the right thing to do how do i start you know people are always wanting a process and i understand i do too but it's very simple. And Christ says here, he says, if you fast, you will be at fault. If you pray, you will be wrong. If you give to charity, you will corrupt your mind. Uh-huh. When you go into any land and walk through the countryside, if, you, if they welcome you, eat whatever they offer you. You can heal their sick. It is not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. It is what comes out of your mouth that defiles you. And I talked earlier, he's talking about here on what you speak and what you create, okay? This old law spoke and created sin and death. And Christ comes with the law of creation, which is we are all one. We're all one within God. And the law of love, which is the vibration and the door on which you access all of these truths. So it's very, very simple. And I'm not saying don't pray with this. I'm just saying how many times do we pray and we're like, God, I need this and give me that and blah, blah, blah. And we're approaching it with this carnal mind rather than flowing into the spirit of unity with our father. Amen. I don't know. That's, and, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. That's perfect because that coincides with what Paul even said in 1 Corinthians 13. He said that I can go to the, the stake as a martyr. I can be burned in fire. Mm-hmm. I can speak in tongues of angels. I can have all the gifts of the spirit. But if mm-hmm. I don't have love, I don't have nothing. So how can you pray if your intentions don't come from an understanding of love? Mm-hmm. If you're sitting there to pray just because it's an obligation to you, you better not pray at all. Yep. Okay. And guess what? I'm telling you what, I'm sure a lot of us feel that way sometimes, mm-hmm. but then there's other times we may hear a Christian song on the radio or even a secular song. And then like it relates to us so well that we cry out to the father and we thank him. For what Amen. he's doing. Amen. So, the, the Doobie it, Brothers, man, gets me there every time. I'm telling you, it's better than any worship music. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, mine's uh, my, mine's Metallica, some Inner Sandman. Oh, some, yeah, uh, Sweet Child of Mine, Guns N' Roses. 
I'm I'm just messing, man. I'm just messing. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. All right. <laughs> yeah. so, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you, you have a yeah. good point. I mean, how many people you're like, hey, I'll pray for you. Or they're like, hey, I'll pray for you. You're like, no, 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 don't do that. Because I know how you pray. I don't want you to screw up my life. Like, don't don't pray for me, please. Like, uh, you know, because how many people pray with their carnal mind? I mean, I literally know people in my life and I've heard them pray. And I'm not judging anybody here. It's just you hear them pray for specific outcomes that you just know in your core are not for the highest and best good because it's it's mainly what's comfortable to them. Lord, make this work out so this person can do this and then this can stay comfortable in my life. Yeah. And I've heard it in church. I've heard it from a pulpit. I've heard it from friends, from family. I've done it myself. And when you really step into that level of prayer and intimacy with the authentic father, then you start to understand that some of this discomfort some of this time of year we're going to be with friends and family we don't see eye to eye with and love is the only yep. thing that'll get us there that's it yep that's it man unconditional love the father had unconditional love he has unconditional love for his creation he's always loved us this god that said don't come to my mountain don't touch my mountain if if even an animal touches my mountain it's going to die yes Yes. That is not a father of love. That is not what Jesus proclaimed. Jesus was the express image of his father. So if you're going to sit there and say, oh, yeah, the father wasn't Yahweh, but Jesus sure was. Well, how is his father complete love, but Jesus is a ravening lunatic? Yeah, it doesn't exactly. work that way. Yep. All right. Yep. That does not work at all. This is why. John 1 5 says, and the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Mm -hmm. Because Yahweh could not comprehend it. When it says that Jesus went to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, they were literally lost. Mm -hmm. They were the ones that needed the Father the most. Yep. But people want to sit here and say, Oh, yeah, the, Ju the Judeans were chosen. They were cho they were serving the right God then why does Jesus say he went to the sick first? He went to the Judeans first. Think about it. He said that their father was the devil. He told them that they were from below and he was from above. Yep. He told them these things. It's clear as day. But the Gnostic texts even dive into it more. And if you think that the Gnostic texts are foreign to what the Bible is, yeah, according to your natural and English reading mindset it is, but when you go back to the Greek words, the word archons is in there, the word pleroma, the word sophia, they're mm -hmm. all in there just like the Gnostic text. Gosh. And and, and, guess and you what? and I get hate because we drop the word sophia or we drop any any of these esoteric ideas in but it's all there, guys. It's all there. And I wanted to say this. This Okay, so if you have a computer that's acting up, you don't throw it in the fire and start over. You release a patch or an update for it, and you fix the broken software within it. And that's exactly the story of Christ there. Go ahead. This is funny you say this, because when the Israelites were down at the bottom and they were worshiping a golden calf, Yahweh said to Moses, hey, let, let, let me just kill them all, Moses, and we'll start over with you. Oh. Moses said, 
Moses said, Lord, no, 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 let's not do that. It's fine. But but here's the thing. A lot of people will sit here and say that Moses was worshiping Satan. No, no, that, that's not what happened here. Moses knew the higher mysteries, and he had to veil them from the people. You see, the law is a schoolmaster. Moses was just playing his part in God's story, in other words. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay? But this Yahweh character, he was a God of good and evil, light and darkness. Yep. Jesus was complete light. This is why it says the light has come into the world. And you guys, too, look at, you, you've got Adam, you've got uh, Enoch, you have Noah, you have Moses, even. They're all archetypes of the Christ. And some would even argue they're early incarnations of the Christ energy. I can't tell you what the truth is on that. I mean, it's possible in my head, but... But look at Moses. He's leading the people. He's advocating for the people, by the way, in yeah. front of who? The accuser. Who's accusing yeah. them all the time? I mean, come on. Like, it's that same energy, and everybody's afraid of Satan, and they're like, oh, he's the accuser. He's been accusing me all day. But then you play the accuser yourself against other people. Well, you don't believe what I believe, or you just need this, or you need to stop dipping into that, or that's magic. You don't understand. You know, that's dangerous. That's blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's all the accuser and you got Moses advocating on people's behalf. And by the way, Yahweh killed Moses. He didn't even let him go into the promised land. He killed him on the mountain and hid nope. his body. And then later on, it says that Michael is arguing, where's the body of Moses with Satan? Because you're the only one that knows where it is because you hid it. Yeah. And yeah. so it's, it's literally in your Bible still, all these little clues. And I shared this, Josh, you'll appreciate this. If you're the Church of Rome, what do you do after you've crucified the guy and you're taking this message? you got people waking up. They're realizing their power. They're realizing it's not in the religious sect or the political sect and that the path is one. They start mm -hmm. to realize that you're going to take a message that was dialed up to 11, loud and clear, rocking the world, rocking this everybody's hearts and minds and souls, and you're going to dial it back to nine. You don't turn it off. You just nope. dial it back. Yep. Play a little crowd control with it. Make sure you package it in a way that you hold the ultimate control. You leave most of the truth in there, but you put just enough in there, enough control. I like that. I like that, yeah. You can't just turn it completely off. That's too obvious. Absolutely. You just tune so you it to your to throw channel. a little bit of bass in there, invert the sound a little bit. Yep. Yep. Make it still sound a little bit of the same, but tweak it a little bit because the devil likes to twist everything. Twist of the frequency. And I got a story for you. This is We're, we're going to take a break from the podcast here, and I'm just going to tell you a personal story. I was shopping for my family last night. All right, night. let's do it. I was at Barnes yeah. & Noble last night shopping for my family. You guys can listen too, but I didn't get my phone call with Josh today, so we're going to talk about this. Um, and, I, and I go to the Christian section because I'm looking for books for my family. And I thought, I'm going to get my mom a nice, you know, Bible study, you know, like a Christian women's Bible study. I got to tell you, man, I read through, I stood there for an hour trying to find one for her. And I never did. I ended up getting her something completely different. But every single one of them was fear-based. Ladies, I just want to tell you, because this ties into what we're talking about. Be careful. Careful what you read. Just because it has Christian on it and a pink cross does not mean that you are getting the authentic gospel. Every yeah. single thing that I read made me feel guilty, made me feel emotional, made me feel like somehow I needed something outside of myself 
to somehow find truth or peace. Like it's just, I'm telling you guys, and, and this isn't knocking any of the publishers, but there's only a handful of publishers now that you can even find in stores. I literally had to go to the Eastern section to find a book on Jesus that I ended up buying and I may keep it for myself, but it had more, it had more of the authentic gospel in it than what I was getting out of the Christian newsstand there. So I'm telling you guys, it's, it's infiltrated everything here. And that's why, you know, I say I'm a universal Christ follower and a mystic and a light worker. And I don't really identify with kind of the modern Christian sect, probably the Gnostic Christian sect for sure. Um, but just, just be aware guys. And, and if you vibe with what we're talking about, keep coming back, please, please, please. Cause we'll keep serving it up. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. Amen, brother. Yeah. You know, um, when you guys get a chance, go look up who owns Barnes and Noble. Hmm. Oh, now, now we have to have a phone call. <clears throat> okay. Go look up who owns Barnes and Noble. Hey, I'm, I'm not saying I, I've, I've no. never looked it up. It's just an idea for all of us. It's all right. Good, good idea. Yeah. But I'm yep. telling you right now, I'm about 99.9% sure. And I'm not throwing false accusation out there yep. that if Jeff, Be- Jeff Bezos, a crypto Jew you know, owns Amazon and there's different things going on. I'm pretty sure I know who owns Barnes and Noble. All yep. right. Yep. I'm not going to say, all right, but, and I'm not accusing, but I mean, in order to influence people, you have to have control over all these industries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, absolutely. absolutely. And yep. um, that's why this new guy, um, what the flip's his name? Uh, Yanuka Rav Shlomo Yehuda. Yeah, yeah, new, yeah. Okay, gotcha. This new yeah. Messiah guy. Mm-hmm, well, here's mm-hmm. here's the interesting thing about this guy. You know what Netanyahu's name means? I think I told you this, didn't I? Uh-uh. Net, Netanyahu. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. He's the prime minister of Israel. Mm-hmm. What does Netanyahu's name means? Messenger of Yahweh. Wow. Netanyahu will usher in the Antichrist because he will be a follower of Yahweh. Wow. And you guys look to, and, and I don't like doing this because this gets our videos flagged, but I'm just going to do it because I've taken enough heat this week anyway. Elon, Elon Musk. Yeah. And who I, is he partnered up with now? Ye, Ye is his name now. Kanye, <laughs> Yah. He's a big yah. He's a big yahist, um, and I don't know what the meaning is behind that. And I'm not here to. I'm not conspiratorial whatsoever, guys. You guys do your own research. Look into yeah. it. We're just throwing it out. Some, yeah, I'm just throwing it out there because I think there is some interesting thing, and it's funny because Elon went dressed as the devil for Halloween, and and yah or yay went as something else. I can't remember what it was. But it's almost interesting because I feel like we have a lot of people demonizing and telling me I'm Satan, you that you're Satan. That and it's funny, like we're Ellis, right? Like you know, and yet people are telling us we're Satan. And it was just almost—it's almost like Elon knew somehow. And I'm not saying he's a good guy or a bad guy, but it—it's almost like he was playing on that fact that somehow 
you're trying to enlighten humanity and you just get called the devil anyway. So you might as well wear the clothing, you know, and I don't mm-hmm. know. I just know his sense of humor is very twisted like that. And that's something I would do. So I kind of get, kind of get where he might've been coming from again. I don't know, but I just, um, I don't agree with everything he's doing for sure with the whole brain thing, but, um, there's definitely something you guys look it up. So, and I hope I hope that what Josh and I do here, it's not because we have all the answers. Josh definitely has more than I do. I'll tell you that. But we're we're all learning, right? It's to get you to think, get you to think, open that mind up, that lotus flower of the mind, get that to open up, and you're going to catch a lot more gnosis that way, a lot more. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's it's amazing because. Uh, you know, when, when we look at it, the, the way I think of it, the reason why Elon is partnering up, partnering up with Kanye West, if Kanye is for Yahweh and then Elon is a representation of L or whatever, it's mm-hmm. a mixture of the two to make them look like one. True, true, very good. So yeah. it's going to create confusion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You you, you got to remember what Jesus even says about a house divided against itself cannot stand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So either way... The truth's going to come out. Jesus said that the truth cannot be hidden. And I believe his words. That's all there is to it. When it comes down to it, the only words that really matter are the red letters of Christ. Thank you. That's it. Yes. And guys in my community, how many times have I said that this week? Like, and I've been, I've been telling you guys, and we've talked about it here. OPOs. What is ask yourself what is an OPO, an other person's opinion about Jesus, and what did he say about himself? Because yeah. if you're buying and I and and you have a much better understanding on Paul, and I'm starting to get it by the way. I bought a book I gotta tell you about about Paul. Okay. Um, I did a lot of shopping last night at, at Barnes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I'm telling you, and I think Paul knew more than than I think we've been sold in our whole church culture. He, but he was I, a not- yeah yeah paul, for sure for paul sure. talks about the pleroma the archons yeah. gnosis sophia yeah. it's just hidden in our yeah. body but it's right there in his 13 epistles and, right in the new Testament. yeah yeah and, and you can tell a language shift and i know you study the etymology of everything too but you can tell like he has like this bold truth and he's just throwing down on these like deep gnostic ideas and then immediately he lays out a rule and I don't, I never understood that. And it makes me wonder, like, again, what was dialed back to nine and what rule? I don't know. I'm not saying it was messed with, but I just, something about it seems like there's parts of the language in there that really sound like someone who is fired up with Christ within. And there's parts of that language that sound like some entity trying to control the narrative. I don't, I don't know what it is. And it's kind of all through mm-hmm. the New Testament. You can kind of feel it. Um, but really that's why I just look at the red letters and what corroborates that, what matches that. That's what I care about because I'm not going to go ask my next door neighbor. I love the guy, but I don't need his opinion on who Christ is. You know, mm-hmm. I need mine and, and, and Jesus's opinion. I need those red letters. Amen. So, Amen. Yeah. You don't have to have all the knowledge in the world. All you need to know is what Christ wants you to know, because you play a big part in these end times, Amen. a part in this age, because, you know, um, Melissa, um, Truth That Travels said really something really important today on Facebook about how Marcion wrote 
his Bible, the first Bible in 144 AD. Yep. Melissa and I have been talking about that a lot lately. And that's, yeah. It, and well, you'd be surprised how many people don't know. You guys go look up Marcion of Panope and, and your mind will be blown on who he was. Yeah. 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 He, um, yeah, he was, he actually, uh, um, he was quite the man of God. Let's put it that way. And mm -hmm. when he wrote that in 144 AD, it makes you think about questions like the 144,000. Mm -hmm. Something else that's pretty interesting. If you look up, and I'll leave it at this before we leave out of here. You know how many gallons it was worth of wine that Jesus filled up at the wedding of Cana? Oh, man. 144,000 probably. 14,400. Oh, wow. Wow. So it's the representation of the 144,000. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yep. Um, and it actually ties into the Melchizedek order, but that's, awesome. that's for a different time. Yep. So, oh, Melissa's in here. I didn't see her. Okay. Truth that travels guys go hit her up. She is working so hard and I know we're both very proud of her for, she's making a ton of content guys. So go, go hit her up. She's on a journey. It's at truth that travels. I just want to give her a quick shout out. So we love you. Thank you for being here. Um, yeah. it's very inspiring to see people within our communities. She's in both of our communities. And, uh, I think she came from yours actually originally. Um, no, no, she came from yours. Oh, okay. Did she? Okay. Well, yeah, she came from yours. She okay. Came, well, listen one day. There you go. There you go. So, well, it's just really inspiring because you guys want to know how to activate this. Talk about it, share it. Yeah. Um, you don't have to do it online. You don't have to go be a creator, but if you feel called to, and you've ever thought about putting your face online or maybe just put a, an image and do an audio podcast, it's, this is the best therapy. It's like, I, I get to do this with Josh and sit here and spin on this and I get to study and I get to do this for a living. Like what is wrong with me that I get to do this? I don't, that's amazing. I'm just <laughs> you never know what God will do with it. And I know that God has taken Josh to some amazing places with this. And I think we're going to see you full time with this after your book comes out. And I'm it's believing whatever, in that for you, man. So whatever, whatever the Lord wants to do, man, wow. it's, you know, I, I'm going to teach no matter what Amen. I, Amen. I, I yeah. you know, honestly, I can give a care if people hate me, they love me. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Cause the only yeah. thing that matters is truth. And guess what? Amen. Eight people were saved in the days of Noah, all right? So very good. Very good. But, but let's put it that way. God isn't about quantity, he's about quality. Mm -hmm. All right. Amen. And if the doctrine that we teach goes against everything you've ever thought, you might you might want to take a second thought into it because all these pastors, I'm not saying they're evil or anything, mm -hmm. but what they're taught at seminary it's pre-programmed within them because they were taught it for the past 200, 300 years. Mm -hmm. And that's your reality. The idea of dispensations, pre-millennialism, all these things. Yep. If you actually take a really good look at it, this is actually what real new age is because this is newer than the idea of what the true Christians believed, which Yahweh was Satan. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. And I want to say something. I've got a lot of friends that are pastors. I have some of them that I'm still very good friends with in my life. 
I love them to death. We don't see eye to eye on this. They are taught for right or for wrong how to not even think this way. And I know because I have taken courses from Dr. Heiser. I've taken Methodist courses. I've taken Calvary courses, Baptist courses. Like I understand and I think and I know Josh does. I get where all this is coming from and how you're taught to immediately tie Jesus to Yahweh and that he is the son of Yahweh. And you're not even like that thought isn't even there. And you don't get into the deeper studies on the words and the roots and the different pantheons unless you really want to specialize in that later. And then you're already so programmed with how to preach and teach this method. So, yeah. So just know that it doesn't mean they're bad people. doesn't mean they're trying to lead you to hell. doesn't mean we're against them. It's just, it just is. And that's what I say a lot. It just is. It is. And you have an opportunity to open your mind and think differently and still go to church. I'm going to church on Christmas Eve with my family. I'm going to sit there. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to agree with everything. I'm going to hear, I may even hear a Yahweh song and I'm just going to (laughs) smile. I'm going to text Josh. That's all right, man. And go, hey, listen to this. Yeah. (laughs) It's the intentions of your heart. If you're not saying murder people, kill them. Uh, yep. These Democrats need to die and exactly. just all this stuff. Yes. Yep. Trump, 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 insurrection, all this stuff, yep. then you're good. All right? Yep. Absolutely. Because yep. the true Holy Spirit within you, yep. he loves everyone around it. Even even yeah. some of the disciples, if you look at some of the testimonies of the disciples, I believe it was, um, who was it? Was it Matthew? I believe Matthew was hung on a cross. Mm. And while he was being crucified, there was a Roman soldier there that was peeling his skin from his arm. And he was sitting there looking at the Roman soldier saying, God loves you. He loves you so much. You don't under because of that testimony, like four of those Roman soldiers gave their, gave their hearts to Christ. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, what are these dudes on? I need some of that. Yeah. That's, oh my gosh. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, but, and we, we complain because we get a little bit of heat in the comments. Well, I know I have lately, so, but at least I'm, I'm still standing. So, wow. Yeah. Man, yeah. That's deep. Oh, we're standing, brother. Yeah. We, we are God standing. We're, we're going to stand. Yeah. Well, Cub, here's the thing, man. It was the Lord that gave you the understanding of this no no man can give you the understanding on these things guys i'm telling you right now no man i don't care how scripturally knowledge the man me i'm just messing but no man can give you the revelation on this okay he can come with every single i have over 500 verses of scripture that teaches this and i can tell you this this is why i don't debate people i don't need to debate people because they'll come to it on their own understanding absolutely all right they Absolutely. might be a young soul still. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So Amen. I'll Amen. tell you this. Much. Yep. But we're going to love them no matter what. Doesn't matter. Good, good. This matter. is easier. I will say that. This is easier for people to get. If you have ever in your life had an elder, someone who is, you know, <laughs> your mentor older than you, if they've ever said you have an old soul. This is easier to get because you already, even from a young age, you've thought about higher level concepts and you've questioned things and you've wanted to know the connections and you've cared deeply about what's the real reality. 
it's easier for you to go here. If you just want comfort right now in your time cycle, this is going to be a very difficult thing to open up to because it's not a comfortable thing. It takes a lot of discomfort to kind of burn through a lot of those understandings and move into a place yeah. of acceptance of this and then begin to marvel at yep. it. So, yeah. 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 And I'm, I'm Amen, saying brother. that cause we've got a lot of new people lately. A lot of new people are curious. We've had a lot of people that have been hating lately in the comments. And I know there's a heavy energy right now. The holidays are a very, very difficult time for a lot of people. A lot of people aren't going to be able to spend the holidays with loved ones. There's a, there's a heavy, heavy energy and just know that Josh and I love you and yeah you're always welcome in our communities so we're here for you guys but yeah amen brother amen anything else guys sign off (laughs) um like i said man i mean books getting done like i said i'm gonna have you help me with the membership program i'm seeing this public because i'm telling you guys this much right now if you really want to learn then it's not about the money. It's about the revelation and the knowledge. But guess what? Just because you have the bread, I I just want to say this real quick. Just because you have the bread doesn't mean you're going to have the wine. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? The bread is a representation of the doctrine, Mm -hmm. the knowledge, but the wine is a representation of the relationship or the marriage Mm -hmm. with Christ. That's why the wedding of Cana, the only time you hear of a wedding in the Gospels is the wedding of Cana. Mm -hmm. And that's why at that wedding, they had 14,400 gallons of wine because it was representation of the marriage to the Lamb of God. Wow. There's a scripture, too, that says the life is in the blood. And and that's interesting. I mean, you get into that whole understanding of what blood really is and what it represents and why Yahweh wanted it and the whole, Mm -hmm. the whole upgrade thing and consciousness. And yeah, it it gets deep. It gets deep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh brother. Yeah. It's it's amazing. It really is. Um, we'll, we'll touch on it more, but yeah, not right now. Not right now. So what do you, what are your plans for Christmas? I'm sure people want to know. You guys have been with us enough. We'll share a few little things going on in our life. What, what are you doing for Christmas? You got plans? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, my cousin, my cousin Heather wants all the family over there. So I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be going over there for Christmas. I, um, you know, the thing is I, I still love time with family and everything, but as I get closer to the Lord, a lot of, a lot of things, they kind of, they kind of fall off of me mm-hmm. a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I'd rather have conversations with like my grandma or something like that about the Lord. Cause my grandmother, she grew up in the Bible belt and uh, let's put it this way. She's very, uh, very religious, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I think a lot of these teachings are getting to her. Cause I was over there a couple days ago and I was talking to her and she was like, where do you come up with these things, Josh? I'm like, I'm not coming up with any of them. This is the Holy Spirit. That's She's awesome. like, I've never heard these things in my entire life. I was like, but they make sense, don't they? Yep. He's like, they make sense, yeah. Wow, that's, oh, what a blessing, man. That's cool. <laughs> that Who else gets to have this conversation with their grandma? Let me just ask, I, you know, that's that's cool, <laughs> man. That's cool. My grandmother, I love her to death. She's an old Catholic, and 
uh, she's getting to the point where we can't have a whole lot of conversations about the weather, much less that type of thing. So <laughs> that's a blessing, man. That's really cool. That's really cool. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing, man. Cause you know, she sees the fruit of my life first off Amen. and, um, you know, she's questioned a lot of the stuff as well. Because I grew up in a fire and brimstone Pentecostal church, mm-hmm. as it was. But, um, and I'm not saying anything against the pastor, because I don't think it was time to, for these things to be revealed. Mm-hmm. But this is time. It's time now. Yeah, absolutely. There's a new Ted Decker book I happened to run across last night. You know, he's a Christian fiction writer. Um, and I, I like his books. Uh, but this is called Rise of the Mystics. And it's about the end times with the mystic Christ's rising. And I was like, and I thought it was against it. And then I read it because I thought, oh, he's speaking. Oh, he's jumping on the train trying to dog on mystics. And I'm like, no, it was about like all these people waking up as prophets and healers and mystics and like Christ returning through humans, through humanity, through the sons and daughters of men as the gods, as God's kids. Like, I was yeah. like, wow, that's pretty deep. So I may have to get that one too. But so, yeah, it's uh, time, guys. It's time. Whether you believe the cyclical time model or the spiritual time model or an actual end days time model, it's time. It's time, guys. So that's all we can tell you. Yep. 144,000, right? It may take a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Because I think this guy on the scene right now, th- this is my personal view on things. They got the red heifers now. Mm, that's right, yeah. The red heifers, um, once they're sacrificed, they can take the ashes, put it on the priests, put mm-hmm. it on the foundation, and then they build the third temple and it could change overnight, kind of like the way COVID changed mm-hmm. the world overnight. That's literally how fast this could happen. Mm-hmm. This is why it's so important for you and I and different people out there that have this truth to get out there on the airwaves and let people know. Yep. So. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yep. And that's, yeah. Uh, And user double O, how are you doing? She says, uh, I think it's cyclical, like a wave. We're inside time. Uh, Yeah. And I, I, there's different, different models on this guys. And I'm not here. I mean, this is just our understandings. You know, I grew up in a very, we're waiting for this one day with Jesus coming on a cloud. Everything gets destroyed and rebuilt. And that's a very, I think, Yahwehist view of it personally, because it's like this finite thing rather than an upgrade, a shift, stepping into true humanity, stepping into. But I think that we are seeing those signs very, very clearly. And so whatever you believe around that, I think the signs are there. It's a great opportunity to question, think deeper, look stuff up. What else do you have to do, guys? I mean, your job will replace you tomorrow. I mean, come on. Like, what? everybody's worried. Uh, and, and that's what I tell my friends in my life all the time. Like, you know, uh, everybody's everybody's working for the weekend. What's that song? And we're all, and yeah. like, oh, I don't have time to think about that. I'll think about that on Sunday or I got the kids and I got to do this. Like, I get it, but. You know, what do you think about when you're dreaming? What do you think about when you're sleeping? What do you think about when you're in bed? Like, is this deeply important to you? Because I know for Josh and I, this is. And I'm blessed to do this full time. 
but even before I was full time, I got kind of forced into that decision this year. I knew it was where God wanted me because he pushed me right into it. But I'm telling you guys for six, seven years before this, I've been teaching. I've been doing, I've been, this has been a very long-term investment. This was not just a, oh, I think I'll go do this overnight. This was like the only thing that was important to me for years. I was like, what does all this matter? I just, I just had the best year ever in my, my business. And it was like 2018, I think was our best year. And I'm like, I still hated it. I was like, I don't like what I'm doing. I don't, this isn't important to me. What's important is how do I figure this out? What's in this Bible? What's in me? What's, what is all this about? Yeah. And it didn't align yeah. with what I was doing. And I'm like, I know I've got a higher purpose. I know I've got a higher purpose. What is this? So Amen. Keep, keep seeking guys. Keep seeking. And we're going to be here to keep pushing the buttons and testing the algorithms. I think we had about a hundred flag words today, so that'll be good. You know, <laughs> I know we had Democrat politics, I think we said the name of a president. I know we talked about religions. So, yeah, we should be good on the flagging thing. Yep. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know. I didn't say anything about, well, actually, we did cover all areas today. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's, uh, all right. I, yeah. I love you guys. Yep. Don't flag this video. All yeah. right. <laughs> I was going to say, all right, algorithms, this is all in love and we are fair and balanced. So, yeah. <laughs> but, well, Josh, yeah, I hope you have about- an awesome night, man. And um, thank you for doing this and that we can do this, like, I don't know, without a call or anything. That's amazing. So, absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It's truly a blessing. Um, uh, guys, your website, give it real quick for anyone new in the house. Oh, um, sonsofgodministries.org. You can find me on YouTube. That's where you're going to find the best videos at. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I'm on Anchor now. Yes. Still got to work a couple Apple, of those kinks out. Spotify, too. I found you on Apple and Spotify, too. So, yeah. You've yep. Got... Apple, Spotify, yep. like 40 different platforms right now. Yep. Um, and I'm writing a book. So, um, I'm praying that the Lord will bless it in a way that th- this would be a book that you guys have never heard before. And it's going to clear a lot of things up. Awesome. So awesome. Can't wait, so, man. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll get a taste later on. Maybe you'll, yeah. Might have yeah. To... Maybe I'll let you guys see the cover or something. That'd be cool. <laughs> That'd be cool. We've so, got one more, uh, next week, right? You good for next week yep. still? Okay. Yep. Good. Absolutely. Brother. So, yeah, we'll be live next Wednesday again, guys. So if you guys have enjoyed this, let us know. We appreciate you guys. Uh, you can hit up my website, www.cubkuker.com. I've got all the stuff over there, my supporter community, resources, everything you need, all my official socials. So you all go check that out. And uh, anyway, Merry Christmas, everyone. Amen, brother. Amen. Bless you, my friend. You too, man. And uh, Merry Christmas, all right? Mm -hmm. If there's any people in here that think, uh, oh, Christmas is pagan, well, let's put it this way. Merry Christmas, all right? Amen. Amen. It's all about about loving. It's all about giving, all right? So guess what? We're going to love. We're going to give. We're not Torah observers in here. Amen. Let's put it that way. I ain't under no law. I listen yep. to the spirit of God. That's about it. Absolutely. And I'm about to go light my Yule log. So there you go. 
<laughs> gonna have Bless the first you, fire of the year tonight. So love you, man. Thank you very much. Love <laughs> you guys. Love you. Bro. Y'all have a beautiful night. Merry Christmas, everyone. Hey, I'll call yeah. you tomorrow, man. Please I'll do. I'll call you tomorrow. I'll be I'll be all in the right, house bro, all day. So thanks, man. All right. Love you, brother. Good, brother. Love you, brother. Have a good night.